Happy Friday, Facebook. I know some of you might not think it feels like a Friday, but it actually is Friday. And we have a great guest with us. We have Jamie Sarche from Feldman Mortuary, who's going to talk a little bit about grief and how we acknowledge it, awareness of it, because right now I think it's more important than ever to start talking about our grief and what we're going through. And before we dive right in, we want to do a quick thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Uh, we have Assured Partners Insurance that helps with long-term care communities, Heartland Pharmacy, which is a wonderful long-term care pharmacy, Fading Memories, a podcast about Alzheimer's and lo a loved one that is living with it, Routinify, an amazing application for how we can stay connected with our older adults when they are in their homes. And as always, our premier sponsor is Serenity Engage, which is doing wonderful things for how we stay connected to our older adults who are living in assisted living in memory. And with that, I am going to turn it over to the fabulous Catherine Wells. I love it. I love. I always wait to see how you're going to describe me each time. Right. I'll pick fabulous. That'll work. So, hey, everybody. So happy to see you all on a Friday. If you are watching this live, please ask questions. We have the expert here. Um, so we realized that, and this was new to me, this is absolutely new to me, that there is a day that is actually um, the national or international grief awareness day and that is august 30th so it's coming up and so we reached out to jamie because we thought what better time to have um the the amazing jamie sarche back if you live in the denver area you know her um and she's just wonderful and and this is a hard subject to talk about and here we are in COVID. i have friends who are really resilient people who aren't even dealing they they haven't had anyone in their life with COVID yet but just dealing with the isolation of not being able to see their friends and feeling the grief and like, we don't know how to do this. So Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's so funny you call me the expert, but I didn't know about Grief Awareness Day until you told me. So thank you. It's great to know that it exists. And it is. It's so important. And the truth is that grief comes in a lot of different packages. You know, we think as a society that grief is just, you know, the immediate, the, the death of an immediate family member that those are the only people that we grieve, but we can grieve lots of things. We can grieve the loss of a job, which so many people are doing right now. We can grieve the loss of a marriage. We can grieve the loss of a friend. And sometimes our friends are at least as close and as meaningful family members. And now I think what we're grieving is normalcy. Hmm. Now we're all traumatized by what we're going through. Um, and it's just really hard. It's really hard. And it's, it's hard when we don't know how to do this. And how could we know how to do this? You know, thank God it's once in a century. Um, yeah. Let's not do this again. Let's not do this again. No. Um, no, no, we don't affect this at all. Like I, I know um, when I heard that my son's college was closing, it's like, what? Closing you know, for good or just? Um, it, for the spring. He got sent home in March. 
he did go online but just the idea that he would come home i actually was so angry i thought isn't this just like calling a snow day before there's even any um accumulation but you know i didn't know about um flattening the curve at that point but it it was it's just so shocking and it's just not anything that we need we know how to do i realized the other day um I had a, a chatting conversation with a stranger, both of us in masks. And at the end of it, I said to her, oh my God, thank you so much. I think that's the first time I've chatted with a stranger in five months. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's not normal for me. Right, right. Because we're a lot. Yeah. And I think you said it really well. We're grieving the loss of normalcy because that was our routine. It was the way we went about life. We didn't have to think about it. Um, I recently fractured my shoulder and in doing so, I realized like everything is harder. And I, I now think about that's sort of how I'm seeing COVID as well. Everything is harder because we can't just blindly go through our day. We have to stop and think about, okay, I can't go in that store until I put my mask up. I went into Starbucks the other day. My stepdaughter works at a Starbucks and she's always saying, people come in without a mask, we have to send them out. And and I went in and I didn't have my mask, I had it down on my chin because I was outside and and I left and I went, I need to call them and apologize walking in there like that. Yeah. It's just not okay. Well, and the fact that somebody who's making, you know, maybe $12 an hour has to be in charge of that is really hard. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think you're absolutely right. My well, too, uh, with everything you guys are spot on, but I also think too, it's, I think we have a hard time accepting or, or acknowledging even what we're going through. I, I think there's, the, and that's, I don't know if that's an issue of, of an American culture or just culture in general or, or whatever it may be. But I think I, the more I've realized for me, if I've just acknowledged that this is where we are, this is where I am and tomorrow may be something different. And normally in our industry of assisted living, it usually is different for getting a different message every day. So it's almost conditioned me now to just be present for this day and acknowledge whatever curveballs were thrown at because we get different reporting requirements and they're, you know, they're this and that all of a sudden they want us to know more, which is fine. It's part of what we signed up for. But if I was so thought that this was going to disappear yesterday, I would probably just continue to set myself up on this cycle of, Oh crap. I got to, yeah. I mean, just like this, this, just continue up, down, up, down type thing. And yeah, that's me, actually I, yeah. such an important point. There is um, a, a, theory, like a psychological theory called the Stockdale paradox. Mm -hmm. And it's based in um, Admiral Stockdale. He was a Vietnam POW. Mm -hmm. And he said that people in the POW camps who felt like, you know, we're going to be out of here by Christmas. Oh, we're not out of here by Christmas. New Year's for sure. Easter for sure. And every time they really got geared up that it's going to be this date. And then that date came and went, it was so debilitating for them. So really the best thing that we can do is just go, okay, I don't know when it's going to end. Um, I'm in it right now. And remember like the Glennon Doyle idea of we can do hard things. Mm -hmm. This is hard and we can do it. 
I think that we can all be a lot better if we can just allow ourselves. Like yesterday, I had a horrible day and I, I couldn't even really tell you why. A few things happened that kept me kind of being upset, but I just kind of woke up feeling heavy and awful. And I just sort of thought, I don't have to know why. Right. I just have to allow myself to feel whatever it is, trusting that it will flow through me. Yes. I don't know when exactly, but it will. And if I can lean into the fact that I feel awful today and admit it and not have to push it away, I can do better. Mm-hmm. Now it's, oh, you so hit on something. I posted something, it was a while back on LinkedIn, several months ago. I had just woken up feeling really depressed and I mentioned it and I, I added a quote that had helped then lift me up a little bit. But I had a lot of people reaching out saying, I'm so sorry, you're feeling bad. Um, and I'm like, that's not why I posted that actually. It's okay for me to feel this way. And the reason I posted it is because I want people to know this too shall pass. Yes. It's okay. We're all feeling it, but we're afraid to say it. Yes. And we live in a society that rescues. So because grief makes us so uncomfortable, because bad feelings make us so uncomfortable, we want to swoop in and say, but at least you're still working. At least you're And those things are all true. But right. when we set up the comparative suffering, that's a Brene Brown thing, comparative suffering, that doesn't help anybody. We get to feel what we feel and and allow it to feel it as long as we need to. It is great to remind ourselves and to be grateful for the things, but those things can exist side by side. Yeah. Do you think social media has actually kind of taken a twist when it comes to posting about how, be acknowledging how you're feeling? People are always looking for that perfect response to try to lift you up that instead of just acknowledging, you know, it it's okay. You know, I actually felt that way yesterday. Like, okay, I'm not in this. It's not just me, right? That feels like a down day or an off day, right? And I feel like with social media, everyone has to chime in versus saying, you know, it's okay to feel that way. We all have those days versus, oh, you're great. Or this, you know, you're just trying to pump you up when in reality, no one really wants to be pumped up. You just want to, like I said, it goes back to that kind of acknowledgement and acceptance in my eyes is what I try to work on. Yeah. trying to fix it because my wife will tell you that sometimes she yells at me because she just doesn't want me to fix it she just wants me to listen and yeah. you know I, I i've i mean i have to still keep working on that but that's a big thing from her is there are days that she just wants to vent she's in this space the kids are you know tough or whatever it may be and she just wants to listen versus me to try to fix it and so that's very much a conscious thing I have to work on. And it's yeah, we all do. It's yeah. yeah. humanity. Yeah. 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 And it's a funny thing. Like, I really do appreciate people who post authentic, right. you know, vulnerable things on Facebook. And sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. But then I get so much feedback. And even if it's people just saying, yeah, that sounds really hard, I start feeling like, oh my God, maybe it's a vulnerability hangover on my part. But I often will take it down because I can't. I don't want that much input from people about heart, you know, whatever I'm saying. So um, I think that there's a mixed blessing to it. I think it Mm -hmm. can both and, and I do appreciate Catherine. I mean, I think that idea of sharing, I'm having a bad day today and it's okay to have a bad day and I will live through this. Yeah. It's really a good thing. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I had maybe one of the most extraordinary counselors at one point in my life who helped me with like safety net. Just you, you have your own emotional, mental image of a safety net. And to be able to create that in any moment, regardless of what's happening and know that you're going to be okay, that's yeah. really been amazing for me. And I think about people who are who have loved ones in senior living right now, long-term care, and they can't see them, and they're not getting communication with the staff the way they want to. Um, there's a report right now that shows a research report, the family experience of long-term care during COVID is only about half of families feel like they're getting the right amount of information about their loved one. And man, we can do, we can do better. That's an area of grief that we should, that's, that's something that could be solved. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, well, I think that's going to happen with people in sending their kids to school too. You know, it's going to be very similar, very wow. similar. One of the things I've been thinking about, and Francis, maybe you want to weigh in on this, but I've been thinking about the isolation of the, the elders and thinking about the idea of what if they never get to hug their loved ones again or never get to see them? Like so That is a very that is one of the things that worries. Uh, it's a, a numerous things concern keep me up at night, but that that piece um, is is one that breaks my heart. And I have promised to all of our families, uh, I will never, if we can control it, I will never let a resident pass by themselves. And so oh. that we put them in full PPE, whatever, and whatever we have to do, we are going to do. Because I got in this because of my grandparents. I'm not there's no way we should be what we can be smarter. We can be better. We can be more creative. The idea of just stick the best solution we came up with is locked down, isolate. That blows my mind that we are not more creative as to how we solve this population that we're working with. Um, and, and one thing is our smaller models, we don't, we test everybody. So we don't have the same isolation that some of the larger places have because it's only eight people. So it's almost like a family yeah. in itself. Yeah. So we're getting them out of their room. We're still engaging them connected as this small, I call it a functional family, right? Eight people, functional family with our, then 10 with our staff, but our staff lives on site. We build apartments for our staff. So it is its own little pod. So we're bringing food in for staff. We're doing things in for residents. So we're not having people go in and off site. And now with outside visits, we've got a great setup for that in our backyards or front porches, but we need more creativity in the industry that this one size fits all uh, we're just blocking all the facilities down. Right. Well, and I think that that really does kind of go back to that idea that there are lots of ways to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about um, elders and how we feel about their safety. Like we're yeah. so concerned about their safety that sometimes mm -hmm. we infantilize them and don't let yeah. them make their own decisions because as their children, I'm too afraid of what's going to happen. Um, and then I, that allows them not to have a real life anymore. And right. so then what's the point? I but, had another question. Oh, that creativity really makes a difference in thinking about that there are so many ways that we can do this. I talked to an ombudsman because um, I was very concerned that with the, the state mandate was we were violating resident rights of seeing visitors and families, right? Mm -hmm. um, I called the ombudsman, who I know them some of them very well because of where we our locations are, and she said this thing that really stood with me. She goes, Francis, I agree with you. Residents have the right to make bad decisions. And, and 
not not like bad in a sense it's like criminal activity bad but but they want to not social distance they They change i agree and it's an interesting thing i mean thank god you're testing all the time you only have eight residents but you know the big places i can see where they're like no it's it's lawsuits though jamie it's all about lawsuits that's all all that matters at this point we we literally are running our long-term care industry on fear of liability yeah, no, I, I get it. I get and that's it. The part though, because yeah. there, the whole purpose of doing what we do is to bring the sense of connectedness together, right? Same thing that you do too is the end of life can be beautiful and scary all at the same time, right? It can be. And when a family trusts us or you, they trust what you're doing for them. And now that piece, like Catherine said, is disconnected because. A lot of places don't know how to share or have come up with creative ways to share that information. And so we've done more video chats, which has been really cool with families outside of the state for the first time ever, because it's now accepted of do that. And so it's like kind of fun that we're we've got a call set up next Tuesday with um, a resident and her two sisters who live out of state who haven't who normally we probably wouldn't even try to do that. Right. It's like but COVID's now able us to be connected and. There are some silver linings here. I mean, there are. You're speaking to a silver lining right now. One of the silver linings that I see is that before COVID, people would often say to me, oh, I don't need a funeral. When you're dead, you're dead. And now they realize, oh, being cut off from ritual is really awful. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there are some silver linings here. That's I I do want to focus on that, but also again not saying to any of us at least this is going to come out of it i want to say these things exist both and it is awful and hopefully there will be some silver linings and i I know we ask this question for everybody is what actions we'd want our listeners to take so i kind of would like all three of us to chime in on that because i think right now that's so critical to, to to take action right and so you know, Jamie, I'd start with you. What action would you want our listeners to take? Absolutely. Thank you for asking that question. I will say that the action that all of our listeners, I hope, will take is to get their own plans done. They mm-hmm. should make sure they have their powers of attorney in effect, and they should have their funeral or memorial plans done. Because I am seeing so many people who who have died, you know, and it's an emergency because nobody was sick until they were sick and then they died. You know, it's not a long drawn out thing like we sort of expect. So that's been so shocking to families. And then they cannot make decisions in that. And it is terrible. It's just layer upon layer upon layer of terrible. So what I would say is we all need to embrace the fact that, yep, we're mortal. Let's get these things done. Then we don't have to think about them again. Right. And we can know our loved ones are going to be cared for, you know, hopefully at, when we're 120. And how about you, Catherine? What, what action would you want? Because I know we've talked about this stuff a lot. What would you want our listeners to take? Yeah. You know, I'm really struck by the power of now. The, the uh, Be in the moment as much as you can and know that you have your own safety net. We can't control what's around mm-hmm. us. We can only control ourselves and be careful what you think. So what, you know, thoughts become things. If you believe that I do. So the, the more we can think about some of the silver linings and be hopeful 
but be realistic. This is what we have today. So this is what we deal with today. Yeah. And then I think for myself would be the acceptance and acknowledgement is that we're in this now and that we will get out of it. We just don't have a timeline. And so I think the more, the, the more we put timelines on things, the more we're setting ourselves up for these these unnecessary stressors, I'll call them. So I'd really challenge everybody to almost like the power of now, right? But really just accept that today is today and that we will get out of this. We just might not know when and not try to be negative about it, but just be a little more realistic about trust it. Trust that we can do hard things. I love that. Trust that we can do trust hard things. Trust that we can do hard things. And I, I'm going to add to that that um, I have come to believe that the currency of senior care, mm-hmm. not just senior living, all of senior care is trust. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Trusted relationships. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. And um, I just wanted to really bring that home and remind everyone who's watching that August 30th is National Grief Awareness Day. And it's okay to grieve. Yeah. Let yourself right. grieve. Whatever it is you're grieving. If your dog passed, if you're, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're grieving, the lot that that your kids are home from college, or that your kids are just home, and they're and you're homeschooling now, or you're oh. setting them up, right? That's, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Be gentle to yourself. Yeah. Be nice. And, okay, and I would add in too. It's okay to have bad days. Yeah. You don't need to fix every day. And every, you know, every day it's okay to have your ups and downs. And obviously we want more people to be have more up days and down days. Right. But it's still okay to have bad days and you don't need to always try to fix them. Uh-huh. Those two shall pass. Did, did you hear that Francis's wife? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say her name because yeah. I don't know if she wants that, but. Uh, you know, figure out who my wife is pretty quickly now. So. <laughs> Awesome. Jamie, so thank you so, so very much for joining us again today. You're always so delighted. And people who are listening, if you haven't made plans for what you want your end of life to look like, you do have some control over that. So um, reach out to Jamie and um, she will guide you along. She will be your navigator for you. Yeah, absolutely. And if you just have questions, I love when people say I have the weirdest question and I'm ha- happy to chat about it. It's never like weird. It. It's never weird. I should give prizes for uh, questions I haven't heard a million times. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you. And uh, as always, we appreciate um, what you do, Jamie. We really do and appreciate the time that you take to, to jump on and, and talk about some of the, you know, we, we usually don't have you on for easy talks. So we do appreciate uh, of you coming on and helping tackle some of these more challenges. So right back at you. This is such a great program and I really appreciate what each of you do. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon and and have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thanks.